After nearly two years, over a hundred episodes, and countless hours of trying to record introductions, today is Peter Boss's final day on the Pro-Life Guys podcast. Stay tuned and hear a little bit more from the man, the myth, the legend himself about this journey and where we're going from here. Hi folks, my name is Cam Cote. I... I've been the co-host of the Pro-Life Guys podcast for the last two years with my great and noble friend, um, Peter Boss. Peter Boss, how you doing, buddy? Um, I'm not going to give you the chance to say very much at all, especially not in the intro, because today is a bit of a sad episode, and I want to make sure that I'm not going to be tearing up or anything, and so I'm going to throw it over to you in just a moment. For those of you who are new, we are two guys who are passionate about protecting preborn babies. We're passionate about keep equipping you with the tools that you need to have compelling and compassionate conversations about abortion. For the last two years, we've been pumping out episodes on this, our flagship. We've got a bunch of episodes called Humans of the Pro-Life Movement, a handful of episodes called The Pulse. And Peter, after such an incredible run, um, today is your final episode. How are you feeling? I... Uh... I'm feeling sad. I do want to correct you, though. I, I don't know okay. if this is the, the right thing to do. You said after nearly 100 episodes, the podcast has had about 151. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, right off the top. I know I know. behind the scenes, you uh, you laughed at me for all the times that I tried to record those introductions <laughs> and completely failed. So on the air, my final time, sir. Now, I wasn't on all of those 151s because some of those were Humans of the Pro-Life Movement, which we did individually. But uh 151, man, in, uh, what is it, year and a half, year and three year quarters? And yeah. We launched in, for those of you um, who want to go for a stroll down memory lane, we launched in the summer of 2020, shortly after the world went crazy with COVID-19, um, and a ton of our projects got shut down. I still remember my first call um, to Jonathan Van Maren, our colleague and friend, who we talked about an awful lot, I know. Um and he and I were talking a little bit about what, what are we going to do? What are we going to do for this summer? What are we going to do particularly for a guy like Peter who was geared up to lead a national cross-country tour? What are we going to do to keep him busy? We need to keep him in the fold. We got we to gotta figure out something meaningful and enjoyable for him to do. And it was at that moment that I pitched to Jonathan to do a podcast. And initially, the idea that I, I broached with you, and I want to get your take on how this unfolded in your eyes, um, but to pitch to you and actually Vanessa Auten, who is one of our colleagues as well, the idea of hosting a podcast. And um, one thing led to another, and we kicked off the Pro-Life Guys podcast. And I'm curious, Peter, so two years ago, almost, I mean, over two years ago, we, we get hit by COVID. You are... Um, scheduled to lead this cross-country um, faces faces of abortion victims tour. Um, what was going through your mind at that point when you were the special projects director and had your special project kind of pulled down from underneath you and then this idea of the podcast came up? Was it something that you were keen about initially or is it something that um, you were pretty hesitant on initially? Well, in terms of the speaking tour, that was a huge bummer because we had planned to go from coast to coast uh, here in Canada, travel across the country. I had some talks scheduled in Berlin, Germany as well uh, with uh, our good friends at Pro-Life Europe. And all of that got, I mean, we, like CCBR staff were meeting like every five minutes as new COVID updates uh, came to us and, and, and new things unfolded. 
And we're just trying to navigate, you know, what to cancel, what to keep going. And my project got canceled first. I mean, the internships, they hung on like just barely for, for a lot longer and some of the other projects as well, but mine went first. So I was thinking the same thing, like, all right, so I've, I've, I've put so much energy in the last few months planning this, organizing this, thinking about it. I mean, you and I had collaborated <clears throat> quite a bit with Rachel, I think. Was Rachel still here? Certainly quiet. Maybe Quiana. Anyway, one of them um, doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Brittany, I know Carolyn was was gearing up for it. And then a few others, um, our good friend Samuel Say and Vanessa. And we were kind of working towards the summer, which was when we were going to go coast to coast, uh, do outreach in every city, not every city, every major city that we chose and then uh, have speaking engagements as well. Anyway, so yeah, that was a bummer, but um, I was pretty excited about the concept and the idea of a podcast. And uh, I thought I would be far better at it at uh, first than I actually initially was. And, uh, I know you remember this with fond memories as well, that we recorded episode one and then trashed it and then re-recorded episode one and then listened to it and then trashed it and then re-re-recorded episode one. And that was the one that finally made it. And then I don't know, like half a year later, I didn't dare listen to it again, just but for fear of how bad it actually sounded. That, that was one of the most popular episodes, because I think most people just dove down to uh, the very first episode to see what we were all about. But um, I was pretty excited about it, man. I uh, like, yeah, the idea of a, of a podcast, I I think I had thought about it a little bit, but not seriously. Um, well, what was the stereotype? I mean, we, you made a joke about it on uh, on episode one like look mom i finally made it uh here we are. i have a podcast in my 20s um i don't know if you were in your 20s then but hey <laughs> um, so it was it was like i mean it you know I, I listen to podcasts all the time and uh to start our own and to do it not just on like a random topic where we just you know shoot the yeah uh, the as breeze. the saying goes Shoot the breeze. <laughs> there you go. Shoot the breeze, um, right? That, that's the saying. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, that's the word I didn't. Uh, I didn't think of. Yeah. <laughs> um, but to actually take some of the things that we've learned on the streets, Cam. Um, I know uh, I failed a lot on the streets in conversations, and I had a lot of conversations where you just scratch your head, thinking like, you know, they're probably worse off in terms of their worldview than after the conversation <laughs> when I started, because of how miserably I failed that. But um, but able to take some of the things that we learned on the street, some of the strategies, some of the the friends that we've met in the movement and take that all to the podcast so that um, others could learn some of the things that we have as well. And others could be equipped for on the street activism, for face to face conversations with family, friends and and others. So um, initial thoughts. I mean, I was pretty excited. That's a that's a lot. I, I feel like we've switched this cam for our listeners who've been with us for a while. I'm usually the one who like keeps things on track and you're the one who, who, who constantly says, Oh, I'm sorry about rambling. Like, I'm sorry. I, you know, that was probably longer than I should have gone. <laughs> um, but now All that you've taken me down memory lane, you know, the listeners are like, wow, Peter can talk to a little bit. Oh, so, Peter. um, all that to say, uh, I was pretty excited, uh, to answer your question. I was pretty excited initially when, uh, we, we were discussing the podcast. Gotcha. I love it. And, and let's keep, keep the, the memory lane rolling it. Cause I, I want to know, so I, I have a few of my personal favorites in, in episodes that we've recorded some that I really didn't think were going to stand out. And, and this is no slight towards the guest or the topic that we were covering. It was just a matter of, yeah, I think people might be interested in this. I, I think often of Mark Crutcher and how I knew so little about Mark Crutcher before he came on the show, and then it absolutely blew my mind. Um, and I've, I've gone back and forth with Mark a, a number of times since the episode. But I'm curious, in the last two years, we've talked to 
many of the leaders in not only Canada's pro-life movement, but the global pro-life movement, both on, on again, this, our flagship um, kind of program, and also Humans for the Pro-Life Movement, you had the opportunity to interview a whole bunch of the high and kind of lower profile members of the global pro-life movement. I'm curious, what episodes, what interviews, what interactions stand out to you? What what comes down um, as as you look back on your time with the program as really memorable people that you've had to uh, gotten the opportunity to work with um, who stands out to you I, I think you know the point you make about Mark Crutcher we knew so little about him we had him on the podcast by recommendation and then learned so much about him talked with him afterwards got some books from him and uh, and marked them up as we read them and that was pretty exciting I think that's got to be one of the top things for me is meeting the heroes of the movement that I didn't know exist, uh, existed. Uh, I mean, we had, we had great friends of ours on uh, who we've met before, who we've interacted before, like Alyssa Globe, for example, or Scott Hayward or Jonathan Van Maren, um, uh, Scott Klusendorf, who you had met before. I had never met him before. Um, and, and folks like that, like, you know, folks we're good friends with who we know are heroes in the movement, leaders in the movement, doing great things. But then also the, the folks that we were connected with, sometimes it was by recommendation from our listeners, sometimes by some of our colleagues. And, and a few times we had people reach out to us and say, we listen to part of your podcast. We think we'd be, a, you know, this message would be a great fit. And, uh, they were in fact correct about that. Um, so I think about Dr. Matthew Harrison, like who knew about the abortion reversal procedure? Um, because we all know about the abortion pill and the effects that that has. I think about Alison Santafonte, great conversation. Scott Klusendorf, we had a great conversation. One of the ones that was really interesting that, that I found was so cool was um, Mary Helen Mose, who runs the um, Crisis Pregnancy Center in Toronto, Aid to Women, um, episode 57, Saving Babies from the Abortionist Next Door. And um, man, like just so many insights that we learned from a conversation like that. Um, Lila Rose, I mean, was that her biggest name? And we had a few big names, but, uh, that was, that was pretty cool. Learning about some of the undercover investigations that she did in episode 36. There was Josh Kappas, who I thought was great, uh, who's with Love Life America, seeking to equip churches across the United States to stand out and witness in front of their local abortion clinics and be, be the church essentially to, uh, mothers and fathers who are in great need and, and as well as, as well as their children. And that was episode 40. Um, so I think I think like the biggest highlight in that sense would be meeting some of these people virtually, I guess. I mean, and, and some of it, you know, we met virtually and then I was able to meet them later on as well. I think of Ka MP Kathy Wagenthal. We had a great conversation with her and then she was at the March for Life in Toronto just a few weeks ago from her time of recording. And uh, we connected there and, and had a, a brief chat before um, I had to jump back on stage and do some of the emceeing. So um, things like that. I, I think about... Arnold Viersen. We had a great conversation with Arnold Viersen. And I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I'll, I'll mention a little bit of what happened. So we had a conversation with Arnold Viersen. We're just talking about some things in the pro-life movement. He's just spitballing some ideas of, of things the movement could do. One of them was baby boxes at fire halls and, and hospitals and various places where, um, you know, for, for at risk women, women who are in very challenging situations who, who can't keep their child can bring their child to the fire hall and, and they can know with 100% certainty that their child will be cared for properly from there on out. And um, someone was listening to the podcast, a good friend of ours, Daniel Gilman, who was also an, a guest, and we had a great Christmas reflection from him. 
And uh, he was listening and he said, oh man, like that's a great idea. So he he was working for Arnold and then he he and Arnold actually spearheaded that. And now there are these baby boxes. Um, I know there's one in Calgary. I know there are a few other mayors who are considering it across Canada as well. And so, I mean, that's kind of cool from the podcast. Um, you spitballing ideas, someone else hears it and, and it takes off. Um, and yeah, I mean, that was pretty cool. Anyway, the second, the second big thing, Cam, and uh, you'll understand this completely and, and you'll totally agree and, and know exactly why I think this was one of my highlights. It was to spend, I mean, we spent, you and I, at least once a week, sometimes twice a week together virtually. Um, we chatted on the podcast, but we would off, often, I mean, before recording or after recording, just chat about a number of things as well. Uh, <laughs> both, you know, work things like uh, what we're doing in in our respective offices but also you know baseball stats and you know other sporting things because you lack a good friend in the calgary office who knows you know sport sport how to sport and what what sports is so uh what sports are anyway so um those are a few things uh but yeah that was a highlight i mean spending time with you was a I mean, most of the time recording, I'm looking at my camera, not looking at you. You're in the sort of peripheral vision, but having our conversations and uh, I mean, many good times, many laughs. And uh, it was fantastic. Gotcha. Absolutely. And and one thing that, that listeners have not, and you guys can, can hope that this might make it to the light of day at some point. One of my favorite memories, Peter, was when you came out to the Calgary Crash Course here last summer, the summer of 2021. And you and I recorded a whole bunch of short videos called Peter versus Cam. We haven't published any of them. I don't know what we're going to do with them. I do really hope that we can do up like some kind of montage or something. We're going to talk to our producer, uh, Matty Halleck, to see if he can make something happen. But we just thought that it'd be a ton of fun to just do a whole bunch of random. We played a couple games of chess. We played a couple games of cribbage. We did a free throw contest. We did a three-point contest. We did a... Um, a crossbar challenge, kicking soccer balls. Like, like we just spent the day and we just told everyone else in the office, like, hey, we're taking a one day break from activism and from paperwork. And Peter and I are doing really important stuff for the podcast. And then we just <laughs> went out, like threw footballs around and kicked soccer balls. And um, it was a, a much needed break. And so that's one of my favorite memories um, that hasn't made it on the air yet. But like I said, it we might get some some clips of that. If, if you want to see some clips of that, hit us up on social media. Let us know what you're interested <laughs> in. And, and some of those might squeak out on social media in the next little bit here. Yeah, that was fun. I, I think that was like, uh, what do you call it when you have like office staff and you go to an escape room and you have an exercise and it's like a bonding? What, what do you call that? Like a team building experience? There you team go. Team building, team synergy. I feel it was like whatever. a podcast host building experience. I, I mean, the fun of it was not that we were going to post it. The fun of it was that uh, I was going to beat you <laughs> in all the activities that we did, um, which I didn't. I mean, I think we were. I feel like we were tied we until the close. last one we and, then, and then you got the crossbar challenge. Yeah. 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 I think as well, um, we, we signed up for Twitch. We got a Twitch account <laughs> and we're like every Friday afternoon, we're going to do, you know, we're going to play chess or cribbage or some other online game on Twitch and, uh, have conversations. Now, the one time we did, I mean, there was, there was one time we were on and, uh, it was the only time we were on, but there was a guy who discovered us somehow. Um, I mean, there's like thousands of thousands of Twitch streams happening at the same time. He found us somehow, decided to stay on, and was actually asking us questions. Um, so, I mean, that was a cool opportunity yeah, that we, cool. uh, I mean, we thought about for a few minutes. I went on a few weeks later, Cam, and I know I, I told you this story. And um, we use this program, and I wanted to see if it worked. So I went on Twitch, and I opened it up, and I was like, okay, this is working. So I just muted myself 
uh, over here as I recorded. And then I noticed that there was one viewer. So I'm just talking about abortion with this one viewer. And I'm like, I'm just going to keep playing chess and I'm just going to keep talking until uh, he goes away. And I discovered later, like half an hour in, that that one viewer was myself on the other screen, <laughs> making sure that it was working. So, so I had this like phenomenal, you know, pro-life apologetics and, and everything else and just really encouraging him to ask questions and to get on the stream and like be active. And uh, there was no one there. It was a good exercise for myself, but <laughs> it was gotcha. pretty funny. We, we did a few things like that, I think. I think we had like some 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 grand ideas of the various projects that we were going to do. I know one of them, um, I don't know what you thought of this, but I thought it was pretty funny, was having a, a game show where uh, we had leaders in Canada's pro-life movement who would get together. Um, you know, we'd have some folks from Right Now and some folks from ARPA or We Need a Law and some folks from CCBR and do like trivia games and like all these game shows. And uh, I mean, that would have been fun. I think it would have been more fun like as an, in, an internal exercise than it would be for the for the viewer but maybe maybe the viewer would like it but um yeah a lot i mean lots of memories man lots of memories lots of memories and and i think it speaks volumes to um the, the community that we're a part of and the people that we get to know and and like you mentioned so many of the incredible people that we've had on the show in in various capacities and whatnot that have helped make the show happen and that that's the next thing i, I want to pick your brain on of of like when we got into this, Jonathan basically gave me the, you know what, if you guys just record into the microphone and nobody listens to it, at least we can use them as like intern training content that, that it doesn't matter. The, the value of the show is not dictated by the audience, not dictated by um, the, the quote unquote traditional success of the show. And, and that was certainly freeing for the two of us, especially when we were starting out, we realized just how hard podcasting actually is, that you actually have to do an awful lot of prep to be able to make this happen. Um, this isn't to pump our own tires, but, but it was comforting to know that, you know what, the, the expectations were set really low from our communications director. And yet, it has been so cool to see how well this show has taken off. And, and I don't know if you have any of the numbers in front of you, but are there any numbers that, that you think are, are worth it that stand out in your mind that have been impressive? Did you think that the show was going to take off as it did right from the get-go? What, what do you think about the, the magnitude of impact that this show has been able to achieve? Thanks entirely to you, our incredible audience, who tunes in faithfully either week over week or checks it sound maybe for the first time. Um, what what does that mean to you, Peter? Yeah, there there are two things that come to mind. One is the the stats and the numbers and the things that we can look at, and the other the the other one is more subjective, I guess. But the stats are great. So we are, um, I and mean, we've been doing this first episode July 29, two thousand and twenty. Um, we've had an episode every week uh, except for last year, twenty twenty one. We had two episodes for most weeks. And we have like our episodes have been listened to almost 90,000 times on the various platforms. And that's, I mean, that's crazy, Cam. I mean, that's, um, that's a lot. I, I mean, this, I, mean, I know Jonathan had low expectations to start and he said, and, and what he said was true, uh, that this could be used, you know, internally if necessary. Um, I had higher expectations than Jonathan, but certainly not as high expectations as we actually reached. Um, and, uh, I mean, that, that's incredible. And it's, it's in, in, incredibly motivating as well. Um, not only that people are listening to us, but that people are taking this content and that people are taking it to the streets, right? Uh, taking it to their conversations, taking it and just, you know, getting a more holistic understanding of what solid and effective and winsome pro-life ap apologetics actually are. Um, 
so so that that means a lot. The thing that means even more to me though, Kim, is when we had people reach out to us. And we we had mm. people reach out. I mean, there were interns that we had, and there were people who who volunteer with groups that we're very connected with, like Hamilton Against Abortion or Niagara Against Abortion, who would come up to us and often say, like, that episode on this particular topic was so helpful. I used it in conversation on the streets, and it was like, man, I had never thought of an analogy, an analogy like that before. I didn't really think about it from that angle, and uh, that helped me tremendously in my conversations. That kind of stuff means far more to me than the numbers, right? Yeah. That that people aren't just listening, you know, on their drive to and from work and then never using it again, but people are actually taking this and using it in their conversations and that this podcast is actually being used for cultural change, that people are changing their minds through this um, and through the conversations that we're having. And, and But not only the people who are doing regular on the streets activism, outreach, using abortion victim photography, but we had people from like small communities, from churches who wanted to run a bake sale, but um, they were receiving pushback, who like a bake sale to support, you know, pro-life issues. Um, moms who were like, you know, my kid is, is learning this, you know, what sort of thought do you have in response to that? Um, that's incredibly, I mean, that's, that's amazing for us as well to know that, um, not just the activists, but people in every area of vocation, you know, parenting to, you know, any other, uh, job that, that we can mention, um, are listening to this and are using it in the, in the various spheres that they're in. Um, with their children, with their peers, with a church that might disagree with some of the tactics, with a local group, um, you know, who is a you know, sort of opposed to the the message that they have, and they're like, how do we respond to this? And um, so, so the numbers are important for me. The numbers are huge. The numbers gives us a bit of an insight into where this podcast is going and what parts of the world and all of that. But to know that people are using this in conversation, I think, is you know, far surpasses my. Um, you know, my, my excitement and, and, and thankfulness, gratitude for the numbers. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's what it's all about. We, we've had as one of our taglines, as you can see on your shirt there, change minds, save lives, transform culture, go forth and actually implement these conversation tools. And it, I, I can't say um, any more than, than what you had already added, right? Like, it, it is so cool and so edifying to see people integrating these into conversations. And, and honestly, like, not only just, um, volunteers and, and folks that you had mentioned, but like even staff, to have staff come up and be like, hey, Cam, I, I listened to this episode. And that, that point that you and Peter brought up is actually really cool. I never thought about that before. Other pro-life organizations in the States and in Canada and around the world saying like, hey, we're going we're gonna to integrate that into our conversational training and whatnot. It's really, really cool. And, and I'm really excited to keep this moving forward. Um, and, and so quick update that over the summer here, I will continue pumping out episodes as often as I can. I'm aiming for once a week. Um, you'll, you'll see guests. You'll have other people come on. Um, but Peter, tell us a little bit about as we start to wind down, tell us a little bit about what you have on your horizon. It's been a real cool two years as part of the Pro-Life Guys podcast. You've been part of the, the CSPR team and family. Um, for eight years or so now, tell us what this next chapter um, entails for you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been part of CCBR since 2014 on staff in 2015, and then I mean here we are 2022. I mean I have nothing but but good memories and uh, and and good things to look back on, and a lot of gratitude for the the, the folks I've worked with, um, both within the organization um, during internships during crash courses. Um, training sessions in local volunteer groups and elsewhere as well. Um, yeah, just the things we've been able to do, the experiences we've been able 
to have, um, before I get to your question, Cam, I was just thinking, um, like I've been to an ultrasound of a baby that was saved. I've, you know, I've seen many, many people, um, change their minds on abortion. I know a number of babies who are saved, um, through interactions that I've had or interactions that, uh, friends of mine have had while I was with them. And, um, I mean, just experiences like that, um, really caused me to have a, a ton of gratitude where I'm going from here. So my wife and I will be working, um, yeah, not to share like too many details, but we're going to be working with underprivileged and at-risk teenage boys. Um, so the ministry we're working with, um, they will be housing us. Um, and then we'll have about five to eight boys living with us and essentially we'll be parenting. So some of the, some of the, some of the boys have, um, a number of challenges, uh, childhood challenges and trauma and, and various things. And so we'll be working with them and, uh, yeah, seeking to, to do our best in their lives and to see them thrive in the ways that they can. So that's what we'll be doing. Um, and that's why the bookshelves are empty behind me. We're moving from the house we're in now and, and we're heading out to another location. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, after, like you said, Cam, about eight years with CCBR, that's, that's where my wife and I will be headed. Gotcha. 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 And, and that is um, the heart of a servant, folks, right there. Um, a consistent pro-life ethic, right? Needing to um, uphold the dignity and value of every person, regardless of their experience and, and their life circumstance, all that kind of thing. I, I wish you nothing but the best, you and your wife and your kids and, and everybody who's part of this decision reader. It's been an absolute blast. It's been an honor working with you. Um, and it's so cool to hear about this ministry that you're going into. Um, I'm going to be honest, I, I'm hoping that um, at times we can get you back on the show to, to talk about whether it's your experience, whether it's the pro-life groups that are uh, in the neck of the woods that you're heading to, um, all that kind of thing. Um, this is this is not gone forever, but I'm wondering if you can, as we, like I mentioned, start to wrap this up, what kind of message do you want to leave with the audience? The audience, some of whom have been with us since day one, some of whom this might be the first episode for what is the message that we need to take away um, and and continue to empower and encourage pro-lifers, not only in Canada and America, around the world who are tuning in? Um, closing thoughts, final thoughts on, on um, send-off, I guess. Yeah. First off, Kim, I think I want to say thank you. Um, thank you to our listeners. Uh, you know, those of you who, who are new to the show, those of you who are listening maybe once every few months, those of you who are regular listeners, thank you so much for, for taking in this content, for, for making Cam and I a part of your day, um, and a part of your, your pro-life, uh, ministry and, and, and learning more about, um, various things in the pro-life movement and around it and, and, and learning from some of the heroes. Thank you for, I mean, reaching out to us. Thank you to our Patreon supporters. Um, I mean, extremely grateful that, you know, you were able to join us in this ministry as well, that you were able to financially partner. And, uh, I mean, we're able to pay for a producer. We're able to, 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 to get some of this equipment, um, some of the best equipment that we can, we're able to do more marketing and reach out to more people in, in more and more corners of the world. And so, um, I think first off cam, a, a huge thank you. And then I hope I'm preaching to the, to the choir here. And in many ways, I think I am knowing some of our audience, but, but continue going, right. Um, I know a lot of people that I've interacted with you as well, Kim, and I found myself in, in, in this sort of mindset as well is that we want to see change. We want to see culture, you know, shift in this direction and, and people's worldview shift on, on the issue of abortion and so many other issues. And the only thing we do about it is, is complain about it with our friends and family over a coffee after church on a Sunday morning. And that's about as far as it goes. And 
I would say, and I think all of you would as well, is that that's not passion. That's just that's just complaint without any sort of substance whatsoever. And so I want to encourage you to yes, talk about it with your family and friends. Yes, you know, um, you know, be a part of those solid communities where um, you can work out of and minister out of. But continue, continue working to see the very thing that you think is right. The 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 worldview that you um, espouse that you believe would be best is the pro-life worldview and, and so many other things as well. Have the conversations and yes, Cam, and yes, to whoever's listening, they're uncomfortable. A lot of times these conversations about these issues are very, very uncomfortable. I think about what a good friend of ours, John Barrow said, it's amazing what God will do if we simply show up. If we simply have that conversation, if we simply go to the meeting and interact with people and, and show people what abortion is. If we simply step out of our comfort zones and do something along these lines, it's amazing, amazing what God will do. And I think you can say that cam. And I, and I can say that as well. That God has done far more than I expected during my time at CCBR. And I'm not a phenomenal, you know, ex, sort of extraordinary type person. Um, not by any stretch of anyone's imagination. Uh, and don't let cam on the next episode tell you otherwise. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but continue on, continue on in the fight, um, and, and do so from a place. I know most of our listeners are, are Christian. Um, some of them are, some of you, you folks aren't, um, but Cam and I have done this from a place, um, you know, resting in Jesus, our savior, resting in the, the hope that he gives to us, the identity that he gives to us, and then going forth. Uh, it doesn't matter what the world says. It doesn't matter what pro-abortion activists and advocates say about the work that we're doing. Um, you know, our marching orders are not from them and they're not from, you know, our patriarchal church leader uh, or whoever else it might be. Uh, they're from God himself. So continue on, continue fighting. Cam, I wish I would have thought about uh, this more earlier so I could have had a more succinct answer. Um, but I hope this is satisfactory. And uh I mean, we, we're all working in various ways. We're all ministering in various ways. So being faithful in the small things, um, you know, in our lives and, and, and uh, yeah, continue working for the change that we wish to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, on, on behalf of, of the show, the audience, I, I hope that I speak on behalf of the audience. I, I wish you all the best, Peter, in, in the, this next chapter of yours and your family's life. Um, I, traveling mercies and, and safe set up with the the new ministry and the new home and everything like that and for your audience please know that that i'll be back next week um we'll have guests we'll have a few just solo episodes and whatnot over the summer here i hope that you'll continue to tune in um even with the absence of peter um and and i hope that we can keep this show rolling so that we can continue giving the tools that you need to change minds save lives and transform culture um final words peter what do you got for us yeah, so I know <laughs> you were doing the wrap up, but it was great, and that would have been a great place to stop. But I, I raised my hand. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you mentioned earlier, it'd be cool. Like we've we've talked about getting me on. Like there's no promises there, but we have talked about that, and I, our conversations are going to be ongoing to see what what things work, like how things would work logistically, um, and uh, just with the the schedule I have and the location I'm in and all of that. So. Um, I mean, if you're a praying person, you know, maybe, maybe pray about that. <laughs> um, but, uh, Cam, I wish you all the best as well as, uh, as together in, uh, our, our various ministries that we're a part of as together, we seek to, to save lives, to change minds and to transform our culture. <laughs>